Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Shannick. And I'm Corey. And we're so thankful that you're joining us wherever you're listening from or watching from. We appreciate you. We would also appreciate if you would rate us either on Apple or Spotify. Also, you can leave a review. We appreciate mm -hmm. that. Share this podcast with someone that you know, because we think it's a great thing to have conversation around. Yeah. Yeah. So question of the week, we don't have a question. I got just a you story. You actually want to tell a story yeah. to open up the podcast this week. Yeah. Big shout out to Antoine. I'm going to give you this back story real quick. I met I met you, Antoine, yet, uh, at church this past weekend on Sunday. You came and showed up. Yeah. And it was cool, but it was a kind of a full circle, full circle moment on, I'm going to actually read it because Antoine, you left a review. I just did the password. Hold on. I don't want people to see my password. <laughs> on Who YouTube. Knows? Anyways, Antoine left a review on May 1st of this year, 2023. And he writes this, I've been deconstructing my faith for the past year or so now. I often thought I was alone in the things I believed and what God revealed to me. It's so encouraging to receive confirmation and affirmation on the things Corey and Shanik teach. These guys are awesome and speak on so many things the church has either gotten wrong or is even afraid to talk about. I plan on visiting their church soon. Thank you, fellas, for this podcast. It will bless many. And I remember reading that several weeks ago. I'm like, who is Antoine? Like, that, what an incredible review. Yeah, man, that's encouraging to me right now. And then he shows up at church this past week, and I meet him, and he's like, and I put it two to two together. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, dude, it's so amazing to see you. He knew our, our friend Chris Harris. Yeah, shout out to you, Chris. I know you're listening. But Antoine was like, yeah, he goes, uh, Chris told me about your podcast just a couple weeks ago, and I'm already on episode 52. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. Trying to do the math. Right. He's like, yeah, I have a, I drive a lot and I listen to like three or four or five a day. So I was like, wow, incredible. So shout out to you, Antoine. I, you won't hear this this week, yeah. but if in he's a, going in order, it might if you're be, going yeah, in order in a couple weeks, weeks from now, if you're still on pace, Hey, shout out. We appreciate yeah. you. You really encouraged me this past week. And I'm glad that this yeah. podcast I was super encouraged you. too. He came solo, showed up to a service this past week mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, love meeting you, seeing you. And that was great feedback yeah. by the way. See, so if you leave a review, so we might get a little shout out. So <laughs> we appreciate it. It did. I, I was thinking about it all day on mother's day. Love it. Shout out to you. All right, well, we are continuing in our series, Lies We Believe About God Today. If you haven't been with us, or if you have, remember uh, part one, week one, we've talked about uh, the lie that God is good, I am not. And then chapter six, of course, this is along the lines of the book, Lies We Believe About God by William Paul Young. We're going through it this month because he will be the speaker at the upcoming conference. Matter of fact, this week. So if yeah. you're listening to this, when it gets put out um, on a Wednesday, I don't even know the date, May, May 17th, then the next few days, May 18th through 20th, you have an opportunity to come out and to meet William Paul Young, um, author, over 20 million. I think you said the other day, 22 million Maybe um, all copies sold yeah. with all of his books together. So these are the lies that he wrote about. And we're kind of just piggyback, yeah. piggybacking off of him and sharing our own um views on some of them, but we talked about God wants to use us, mm -hmm. but you brought about how, no, he wants to empower us. Mm -hmm. uh, last week we talked through chapter seven and chapter 10 in the book. One of them was God is more he than she I actually got a lot of shares on yeah. uh, Facebook from some of those videos. And I yeah. was actually shocked and surprised, but that was really it was cool. A fun conversation. To it was. And then chapter 10, God is a prude. Another and we talked about, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Just uh, talking about kind of sexuality within the confines of agape love. And it was, yeah, a, a pretty fun conversation. Yep. But today, as we continue in this series, 
we're going to talk about two different lies. The first one that I'm going to just dive right into. And in the book, it's chapter four of the book, Lies We Believe About God. And the lie is that God does not submit. So when we think about God and when most people think about God, you know, he's almighty, our powerful, it's his way or the highway. Like he gets what he wants. He's overpowering. You know, he Did you just quote Limp Biscuit. Oh, My I don't way, know. Your <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, wow. They yeah. probably quoted somebody else. No, it's all from good. The seventies or something. No, I was trying to think of another song. Led Zeppelin. It. Isn't there like an ACDC? Oh, Highway to Hell. That's oh, a different one. Yeah, it's totally different. I'm sorry. I just cut you off because that's where my mind <laughs> no, just went. No, my mind now is going to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I did it all for the nookie. Is, okay, they, is, that, is that. that Limp Biscuit? <laughs> yes. Okay. Chocolate I'm surprised I just... Chocolate <laughs> hot dog flavored water. I haven't listened to that album in two decades. Oh, we're... Remember it. Man, you allow us to get off topic so easily. You, okay, side note. <laughs> that was the first uh, music video I ever saw was a Limp Biscuit music video really I think the he said she said song oh first because i remember watching it in the house i grew up in i wasn't allowed to watch mtv so the i sat on the couch at an angle to see if my mom or dad were coming into the room so that i would change <laughs> it but that was the first very image i can't oh, believe I, that flashback that is so crazy well that song that i even referenced i did it all for the nookie um i don't even know if that's the name of the song but it is. uh so my name or is Shannon and for you, the listener, what you may not know, if you don't know me personally, my nickname growing up was Nook because hmm. Shanook and Nook, and it yes. just stuck. You know, when you're out playing on the court, you have to have one syllable names. Your name so is just, Shanook, not Shanook. Yeah, but that it, I'm saying oh, Shanook, okay. Shanook, it's still, Nook. Yeah. So How I've been known evolved. as Nook. So uh, there were actually a lot of girls that called me Nookie back in the day. So when that <laughs> song right. came out, okay. it was like all about me. So it's like, we go. great. Actually, yeah, that's so, <laughs> about your name again. Just this past week, my daughter saw your name written on the book that we, transition oh, yeah, book. Yeah. And she goes, Shanik's name is spelled Chanik because she's learning CH oh, in school. I love that. And I'm like, you should tell him that. She goes, why do we call him Shanik when it's Chanik? I said, you Let's need just to start talk calling to me Chanik. I know. Yeah. Okay. Back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> the lie. Let's go. Let's start over. The lie submit. is God does not submit. Ooh. Yeah. Right. So let's just kind of dissect this, talk about this. Um, I, I know what he wrote about in the book was like Matthew chapter seven, this idea of right. The golden rule, do it to others as you would have them do unto you. And so does the golden, just the golden rule apply to God? If mm. we think about it. Very interesting. So, does God treat me the exact way that God wants to be treated? Like I was created to be loved by God, right? Not, Not to, to love yeah. God. Yeah. I love though, because he first loved us. That's first John chapter four. And I know what William Paul Young writes about. He says this, there is a dynamic dance of mutual submission. Now <laughs> we throw out that word submission and sometimes it's like one of the biggest trigger words mm -hmm. like in society right now like don't talk to some you know about submission to me but we're going to talk about it yeah right but here's what he said there's this dynamic dance of mutual submission required within any real life relationship think about it mm -hmm. submission can be a beautiful word of relationship or a terrifying word of power and control since god is relational God submits because God's nature is other-centered in self-giving love. Submission has always been within the very being of the triune God. Each aspect of the Trinity is known 
and respected. And yeah, I know we're all right, really distracted right now because some dude just started like doing landscaping right outside the window. I don't know if they even. I don't know if you can hear or not. I can hear it very loudly. I just like ring. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see if this comes through, um, comes through or not. But but really in the book, he kind of continues this idea of submission and what it looks like because it's difficult. This idea of submission for a lot of people. Um, and I think it's because a lot of us assume that submission is a bad or a weak thing. But if you think about it this way, there was once a point in my faith journey where I just wanted God to make the decisions for me. Sometimes I still want him to. I really do. Just tell me what to do. But he refuses. God submits to the decisions I make, climbs into them with me, and works with me to make things good and beautiful. Oh, and that he does so even in my selfishness and my prideful decisions. And I love this. He is a God of choices, empowering us. And if he empowers us, then he is often submitting himself to our choices. Hmm. This is crazy to think about. However, he doesn't protect me from the consequence, though, of those poor choices. But he also doesn't abandon me either. He is for me in the middle of all my mess, even think about it on the cross. Jesus submitted to the, to the to humanity's anger and wrath and the humiliation that came with hanging on that cross. Mm-hmm. He submitted by washing people's feet. And so God takes great joy in serving his creation. Hmm. Submitting is respectful. Here's what William Paul Young says. Submitting is respectful and substantial um, engagement between persons and it's where authentic power and authority originates. Hmm. And so if you think about it in the context, this idea of submission, even in a relationship uh, in the confines of marriage, like my wife and I, we submit to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not some power struggle, one over the other, husband and wife. It's actually a thing that's beautiful and it's done in love. And so we can, I think, talk about, about submission, but this idea that God does not submit, what I remember, if it was a conference several years ago, maybe even four or five years ago now, um, Bill Vanderbush was in and he was talking about the priestly blessing, the mm-hmm. blessing that Moses told Aaron to go and bless the people of Israel with. Now we know this blessing as just a song by elevation worship, but it mm-hmm. was actual scripture. And that's mm-hmm. all we're singing is the actual um, scripture, but it goes like this and I'm gonna tie it back into submission. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. So say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And the idea of this blessing is that the Lord is doing these things. God is doing these things, blessing and keeping his face shine upon you. But this idea of blessing, it's like he comes before us and he like bows in a position mm-hmm. of a servant yeah, before the Hebrew, us. The Hebrew definition. And that is incredible to think about. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost blasphemous to, to think about like the God of the universe, the creator of all things would come and want to bless us and keep us and want to work not only with us, but through us. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful display of him demit- submitting to Um, our choices, our life. He's not going to force his will upon us is Mm -hmm. basically what I'm trying to say. And regardless of those choices we make, man, he gets in that mess with us and lives out life with us. And it's an incredibly beautiful thing. And I know for me, that's probably what gives me more peace than anything, knowing that in the ups and downs and the chaos of life that, man, God just goes through it with me. 
and regardless of what I decide to do, he's there. And so let me, yeah. let me piggyback that yeah. thought because the actual definition says to bless means to bend low, like you said, and to make yourself available in the posture of a servant. And let me just throw this out here. I've been, this is what I've been thinking. I don't know what I fully believe about this. So don't crucify me for it. We talk about in the church that one of the ways that you worship God is by serving. But there's also scripture verses that talk about that Christ didn't come to be served, but to serve. Mm. And there is thoughts out there that Jesus worships his creation, which is wild to think about. And I'm not coming at that from like a blasphemous standpoint. It's just the reality that he first loves us. He first serves us. Like he is in this relationship mutually. And that's why I love, because even we changed a lot of our verbiage in when we do marital ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And because we have this hierarchy that we think because of that one verse that talks about the, you know, the man is the head of the household. Yeah, wives submit to their husband. Yeah, except for if you read the whole passage, yeah. it talks about mutual submission yeah. the whole time, right? The whole the context is submit one to another. Submit, right. <laughs> so we actually change this verbiage from yeah. speaking to the men, and, it, and I now do a plethora of things of where I talk about, you know, the Bible challenges you both to submit to each other mm -hmm. because that word in the Greek, uh, it it means to get underneath someone and push them up to the surface. So think about this, even how how God is, because He does submit yeah. to us. He's getting underneath us and pushing us up to yeah. the surface. He, he lifts us up, yeah, builds us up. And yeah. submission requires trust. It also makes you stronger, not weaker. You do not lose freedom. Instead, you gain it through your trust in Christ and in each other, specifically in the marriage vows. And so it's really cool when you both are submitting to each other the entire family is exalted because everybody is honored. Yeah. And that's kind of how, how God works. And I know we have such a negative connotation around submission because we think it's bad or a weak thing, but it's not. It's not at all. And that's a cultural misunderstanding that we have as Americans often is, you know, submission is like surrender to us. And we think, oh, white flag, what a coward. And that's, right. Right. you know, in my opinion, the first step to victory. So, yeah, there's a lot more we can, ha you know, we can stay here and talk honestly, yeah. probably a lot of different podcasts and go a lot of different directions Yeah. Uh, because then we, you know, we'd have to tie in like, okay, I know why people would say this and think that it's a lie that we believe because people want to talk about God's sovereignty and like mm -hmm. God ordained it. So then if God ordained it, he's in control of it. And so he didn't submit to your choice. He caused you to make that choice. Yeah, we can go yeah, like, yeah. you can go so deep into all this stuff. And I don't know if we want to fully dissect that on. Well, that's one of this his lies is God is not in control, but I think, didn't we do a podcast on yeah. God is not in control? Possibly. Do you know? No, off the I top don't of know. Your head? Top I, just, of my head. I just typed in my notes. I think we did. Uh, yeah. Things Christians should stop saying. God is in is control. control. Yeah. That's an episode yeah. way back. I but think, I'm just uh, saying that's probably the point of why people believe the lie that God does not submit, that that is a lie because they don't think that he does. Right. Because he's in control episode of all things. Episode 18. Okay, just, there you go. Uh, go back. Go. Episode 18. Listen episode to that. 18. All right. My, my one I want to talk about was yeah. chapter 9 where he talks about God is a magician. That's the lie, that he's a magician. Right. And, and honestly, I haven't heard anyone say this. I bet actually no one believes this lie. However, our lifestyle and Christian deeds reveal why subconsciously some people believe this because we often approach God like magic. Yeah. And I think we're going to do a series. This is the plan right now. That might change. We're going to do a series at Hill City around this idea because I was told so many times in Christian culture, like, oh, is your car, your car broke down because you weren't tithing or you're, you don't have enough faith in this area or you didn't get this because you're not doing that. 
or, you know, I used to start every year with a 21 day Daniel fast to get God to move. And it's almost like we often approach our relationship with God with this like religious magic to try to coerce God into moving. If I do the right thing, God is obligated to respond. Uh, for example, you know, if I pray the right prayer, I'll get God off the throne to work on my behalf. And it's not the gospel. Uh, he says it this way in the book. We have formula by works, which is praying, giving, fasting, mm-hmm. or formula by faith, if I do enough. And when God doesn't answer our prayers according to our expectations, we assume something is wrong with us or our formula. And I love that because walking with Jesus yeah. is not formula-based. It's not based on your works of praying, giving, fasting, and it's not based on your faith on if you have enough, then you'll get God to move. And I think it's really important that we question some of our Christian practices. Again, I'm not saying don't have Christian practices or disciplines. They are good. But the motive behind is very revealing to where you are in your faith and what you expect and why so many people live with disappointments within the relationship with God. He says this in the book. He says, the alternative to magic is relationship, which is full of mystery and the loss of control. Magic is not or magic is about knowing the right formulas and performances. Relationship is about trust. Do you know that God knows your language? Do you know you have the ability to hear the voice of God in your own unique way of hearing? Because relationship is all about one moment at a time. And that removes formulas. And I just know so many people, I I was this way, are formula-based in their walk with Jesus. And I have been so removed from that. It's like a trigger now for me. And Julie and I have had some really good conversations. Are you going to add to that thought or because I got, I'm yeah. going to go somewhere. And we're Well, you go ahead. Thought. I do have something I would like to say along the lines of this, of what of yeah. kind of holistically what you're talking about here with, with the formula piece. Um, Are actually, you just going to go well, ahead and share it? Well, you do want to interrupt it. So I was like, well, do you want me to say it or not? I can go wait ahead. if you want to go, go somewhere. Go ahead. I, I'm going to close with. Okay. No, I after. was just going to say, um, I actually listened to uh, something that TD Jakes put out last week and I thought it was incredible. And he didn't say this. I'm going to kind of summarize what he said, but basically he talked about how we are so needs focused, but while we focus on needs, God's focused on the provision already of that need. And we don't have the right perspective to see it. And so while we pray, while we fast, all this other things say, we think of him in terms of, he just used a table that was in front of him. Hmm. Like we're praying because we want a table. We need a table. But how God sees it is he created trees. And this idea that God's put provision already there for you, but you don't have the right perspective to see it. We want God to be the magician, you know, make a table magically appear, make it already presentable, put it together, made and delivered on our doorstep. But God's perspective is he created trees. So he's not this magician, but he is creator. Mm-hmm. And so it's our then ability to be creative. Yeah. He gave us his DNA creator. To, so you should to be work, creating. Yeah. To imagine, to picture, to maybe work in collaboration with others to then create the table that you need. Yeah. So stop going to God as this magician who's just magically going to do all this stuff and instead start, start seeing that he's already provided everything you already need. Mm-hmm. And usually it's around you in this very moment. Yeah. Focus on what he's provided and then you actually be creative to play it out and work with it and make it happen yourself. Yeah. I don't know that I, yeah. to me, no, that fully ties into all of this. Yeah. Cause you have to question your lack. Cause Psalm 23 says we lack nothing. So if you think you lack something, what is it in your power to do 
that has actually created the lack and not him. And I'll, I'll put it this way. I no longer fast to get God to move because you missed the point that he's already moved in Christ 2,000 years ago and he's moving through you. And so fasting isn't to get something from God. For me personally, fasting is to remember and remind myself about his permanent presence. And it's for me to recognize my oneness with him. It's not to get God to move. It's to realign myself with the fact that he's always been moving. And where have I been missing him? Because I'm not paying attention. And I shared this in a counseling session. I don't know if people are ready yet for this thought process, but I admitted to this person that my prayer life uh, over the last several years has drastically changed and shifted. Maybe we'll do a whole podcast on what I believe prayer is now. But 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, real quick, three words, pray without ceasing. If you look it up in the original Greek, it's actually like a metaphoric phrase that means to come to rest. Mm -hmm. And so, because I used to always think, how can you pray without ceasing all the time? I got stuff to do. Like I'm not in a constant state of prayer. And that's because I associated prayer with dear Lord. And then like uh, I was always taught in the kingdom of God, it's thank you, then please, where we learn in our American culture, it's please, then thank you. So, oh, thank God for the things you have and then ask God to move. And I, there's still some good things in that, I guess, if it's just for you, but my, I no longer pray like that ever. I, I no longer go, okay, dear God, thank you for my prayer life is now just recognizing my permanent presence with God throughout the day. And I'm no longer in an ask mentality because I lack nothing. And so it's more of just aligning or or praising or gratitude. Or if someone's put on my heart, I no longer pray for that person. I text that person. Hey, you're just thinking about you. Anything I can, I can join with you or help practically. And my prayer life has never been better because it's changed from this formula or these words that I just speak. And it's just about aligning my oneness with Christ. And it's a state of rest. It's a state of peace, which you talked about this past week. And I thought it was brilliant how you, you changed oh, your perspective and yeah. laid down and said, oh man, my perspective need to shift. And I can only see it when I'm in a state of rest, man, my, my relationship with Jesus is drastically different since that perspective. So I'm glad I'm, I just want to add that to that because you know, relationship is all about one moment at a time. It's about being present. And how many times do we miss the spirit, either talking or moving in our life because we're not present to the moment. Right. I love it. So yeah. live in the moment, no more formulas, which formulas are easy and they're more fun because they're more safe. Relationship though, isn't based on a formula. Right. If, if my relationship with my wife was based on a formula, then I knew that I'd be having sex, this, 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 and there's no more romanticism and uh, spontaneity and life involved. It's just structured. And I don't want my marriage to be just structured. And I know right. there's yeah. times and if seasons If I do for A, B, that. and C, then I know the outcome is yeah. going to be D. Yeah. Like, that's and, easy. And that works for a season, but then it gets mundane and it gets familiar. And then familiarity is what from, causes people to separate and go their own ways. And so, yeah, I want spontaneity. I want relationship. I want day-to-day oneness and presence with me awakened to who I always am and who I always will be. There you go. So stop believing the lie that God does not submit and stop believing the lie that God is a magician and begin to relish and embrace every single moment of your life with him. So if that was a good episode, if that was challenging, thought thought productive, what was the word? I don't know. Thought-provoking. Thought-provoking. Thank Thanks, you, Braden. Shout out, Braden. Uh, share this with somebody. Send it in a text. Post it on your social media. We appreciate all the love and support. We had over 33,000 downloads. Crazy that this keeps going out there. So I appreciate all you faithful listeners, especially faithful since this is, what, episode 122 and you're still around. Right. Thank you. We love you. 
And remember, there is absolutely nothing you can do. Wait, what? I just screwed up. <laughs> and remember, you are loved. <laughs> and, there's and there's nothing, nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs>